it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not help bury the Hunter Biden laptop story. CBS sure as heck did. And get this now that the election is over, they're trying to act like it was all a big mistake. This is total crap. Everybody's finding Jesus a little bit late in the service uh, when it comes to this Hunter Biden affair. Why? Because the Republicans took back the House and now all of the people who made the story go away realize it's coming right back. This could be a problem. It's a big problem for the media, big problem for the Democrats. Hopefully not a big problem for you and me. If the president's compromised, we're all compromised. We'll get to the bottom of this one way or the other. It's a busy day on the show. Greg Stubbe is going to be here for the great state of Florida, superstar representative in Congress. Brian Brenberg stops by to discuss the soaring cost of Thanksgiving dinner, something that, according to the USA Today, is Vladimir Putin's fault. Stop lying to us. Uh, This stampede of stupidity picking up speed. Uh, We will be here at the finish line to hand out the trophies. 888-788-9910. You know the rules on the show. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. We don't care. I'm not an activist. I am a talk show host. I'm not in charge of your vote. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to cancel you. I'm not going to unfriend you. It's not how this works on this show. All we ask, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a. It's a busy TV day. If you're watching Failavision, I will be on Gutfeld tonight with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. We're getting the band back together. It's myself. Uh, comedian Jamie Lissau. He's going to have a good, funny night. Kat Timf will be in the house. And my girl, Michelle Tafoya who you might remember uh, from the Monday Night Football days before coming over here to Fox and uh, being a part of the family. I love Michelle, and uh, she's one of these people you go out to dinner with her. uh, There's no filter, none, zero zip zilch. And I grew up in that era where we could just be honest with each other. And uh, in that spirit, we begin today's show because what's going on with this Hunter Biden story is total bullshit. Here's CBS, okay, confirming the authenticity of the Hunter Biden laptop. They conducted this report, this uh, segment over the weekend. It aired in parts of the country yesterday. I'm going to play you a piece of it here today. And I'm going to explain, as I always do, why this is happening now. Catherine Heritage, okay, used to work here at Fox. She went over to CBS. Why'd she do that, Jim? I have no idea. None. Zero zip. No one does better after leaving here. You know what I'm saying? You think of all the people that were on Fox at one point and skipped town. I mean, with all due respect, you know, Megyn Kelly didn't exactly become a bigger star. You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't like Catherine Herridge, Chris Wallace, heaven forbid. They're not exactly bigger stars. Or my man Shep Smith, who I always enjoyed talking football with. Did any of these people get bigger after leaving Fox? The answer would be no. No. Why? Because we're the best. I'm not trying to have a moment here. Yes, I'm a little fired up because we had our first Christmas tree lighting last night. I say first because last year we had three lightings, technically, uh, twice where we lit the tree, once where a guy lit the tree on fire. What the hell is the world coming to? But the reason our 
media platform is as potent as it is, is there's a real connection between us and you. We're regular people like you, and we don't have to carefully cut up your food and feed it to you in bites that make you feel safe. We can just tell you the truth. What's going on with the Hunter Biden story is an exercise in revisionist ass covering. And what that means is every one of these media outlets buried the Hunter Biden laptop in the run-up to the election, as you know, because they just wanted a Democrat in power. And with Democrats in power, they just assumed we'd never come back to this story ever, ever again. Wrong. Okay, Republicans took back the Congress, which is why you're seeing independent outlets start to come forward and be like, well, you know, we uh, we were looking into the Hunter Biden thing. Oh, no rush. Okay, it was corroborated by the director of national intelligence. It was corroborated by the FBI over 769 days ago. Okay, so just to get everybody on the same page, there's nothing new that poked CBS with a stick and got him to be like, well, based on this new information, turns out the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Is there any new information? The answer would be no. Zero. We have no new information. This is the same information everybody had two years ago. The media is coming around to covering it and acknowledging it now because they're going to look terrible when this stuff is widely accepted as fact after these investigations Get going. Correct the mundo. Here's CBS, clip 18. We commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Just the sheer volume of what we're dealing with, it would be difficult, uh, if not impossible, to fabricate. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I mean, he's in real trouble because this is the thing. Biden, you know, the old adage is success has a million fathers. Failure is an orphan. Okay, Meaning if you're a successful president, everybody wants something to do with you. You're the best. You're the greatest. Okay. But if you're an unsuccessful president, you know, you're an orphan. Nobody wants anything to do with you. Biden sucks. I mean, which is mainly why nobody really campaigned with him going into the midterms. They want to be seen with the guy. But you understand with the media, they're very transactional. And is this laptop story, which is a real story. Hunter Biden was selling influence in our government. I'm not telling you he's going to go to jail. I'm not telling you Joe Biden's going to go to jail. I'm not telling you Jim Biden's going to go to jail. I don't know that. I really don't. I I want to be a responsible broadcaster. But I do know they were lying. They were lying when they said this was Russian disinformation. And you damn sure better believe Biden was lying when he said, I've never discussed my son's business dealings with him ever, not once. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Not only do we have voicemails from Joe to Hunter. Hey, pal, saw the write-up in the New York Times. Looks like you're in the clear. Why would he be issuing clearance if he didn't know a thing or two about what Hunter was being cleared from? I think he's got a point. Okay, never mind all the emails. Hey, Hunter, it was nice meeting you and your dad yesterday. Here's a picture of the get-together. We know he lied. Okay, we know he lied. Again, I didn't say he was going to jail. I want to be responsible. But we know they lied. Okay, we know this was an influence peddling scheme. We know that to be the truth. It is fact. That's the whole point of authenticating the laptop. By authenticating the laptop, you're saying these emails are real. When you're talking about Chinese nationals, you're talking about Russian oligarchs, when you talk about Ukrainian power companies, when you're talking about Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partners who flat out said, don't mention Joe's name. 
only in person. They're, I know you know this, but they're really paranoid. Are you the big man, Joe? Of course he is. And the emails in that laptop say he was getting a 10% kickback from certain overseas deals. That's not right. Let me tell you what happened. This is a cab driver talking to you now. Okay, this is just horse sense. This is just a guy who knows the world. Okay, and this is just me speculating for me to you so we can have some fun and we can kind of poll test this theory as the investigations get going. Okay, when Biden was forced to step aside in 2016, remember this, Joe Biden served eight years as Barack Obama's vice president. I don't remember that ever happening. It did happen, though. And at the end of the term, if you remember, Biden uh, and Obama sat down on the white in the White House bench and Biden said, hey, Obama, I'm going to run for president. Don't be thick. All right. And that's essentially what Obama told him. He said, step aside. It's Hillary's year. Now's no time to run. You've got all this stuff with Bo going on. Sadly, tragically, you need to get your head right. Step aside. It's Hillary's turn. Believe me, there's no way this ends with her howling at the moon. <coughs> Sadly, he was wrong if you're a Democrat. But the point is, Joe Biden assumed his career in Washington was over. Everyone on earth known to man thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the 2016 election. That includes Donald Trump. Okay, he did not think he was going to win the 2016 election. Nobody's eternal polling thought he was going to win the 2016 election. Certainly Hillary Clinton did not think he was going to win the 2016 election. And you know who was most disappointed? Bill Clinton. Okay, Bill Clinton, he would have been the first male. Okay, his job would have been to travel the world and meet up with other first ladies with a lot of downtime on their hands. I believe that together we can make America great again. But it never happened. But the bottom line is Biden in 2016, when he left office, when the Obama administration ended, Biden assumed, all right, I'm never going to work in government again. Hillary's going to win. She'll do one term. And even if she loses a second, she'll be the nominee, at which point there's no way I'm running for president or anything like this. So why don't we go ahead and arrange ourselves a golden parachute? And what happened is Biden let his kid and his influence peddling brother Jim run wild all over places like Ukraine and China and Russia and continue to peddle influence in the tail end of that administration, knowing he had no future in government, he was just going to be loaded. He was just going to make a golden financial parachute for himself off of all of Hunter's shady business dealings. Hunter's a dirtbag. But a funny thing happened. Hillary Clinton lost the election. The pandemic hit in 2020, upended the economy, and Biden, a guy who suddenly had no future in, the, in politics ever again, was now the Democratic frontrunner for the presidency. Now, again, he didn't do a lot of frontrunning. They kept him home most of the time because they didn't know what was going to come out of his mouth, and neither did he. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the, you know the thing. But the point is, okay, the thing is, they were getting fat like land pirates, off of the influence he held as vice president. They were selling influence in this government, thinking this story would never become an issue because they weren't going to get back into politics again, number one. Number two, Washington, the DOJ, they were never going to go after Democrats. That's not a thing. That doesn't happen. Okay, but lo and behold, the Republicans just won the Congress. <laughs> And I want you to understand the people like CBS that are, oh, it turns out it was true. OK, where's the Leslie Stahl apology? Honestly, here's Leslie Stahl. If you remember in October of 2020, Donald Trump was getting interviewed on 60 Minutes. He bought up the Hunter Biden laptops. 
She dismissed him, laughed at him. It's a conspiracy. It can't be verified. Here it is, clip 20. It's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. It. Leslie, Leslie. can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't... The family on the laptop... He's gone into hiding for five days. He's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So let's get back to the name Paul. I mean, man. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It really is. Can't be verified. Of course it can be verified. The Director of National Intelligence verified it. The FBI verified it. The New York Post verified it. The Daily Mail verified it. Everyone verified it. Okay, it's pretty easy to authenticate a laptop and know whether or not it's legitimate. Okay, you've got also living, breathing humans putting their name on these reports. Number one being the laptop store repair operator. Number two being Hunter Biden's business partner, a former decorated member of our armed forces who came forward to say, yeah, I'm the guy in all the emails. This is totally real. And they turned around at the time. The Leslie Stalls of the world turned around at the time. And we're like, oh, this can't be verified. That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, they were saying that for no other reason than they knew that would appease people on the left. Now, the Hunter thing, don't worry about it. It can't be verified. No, no, we got 50 former intelligence officials saying it's Russian disinformation. The same people who said Trump was a Russian asset and lied for three years. No, no, they said it was Russian disinformation. Same people who said Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. No, they said it's Russian disinformation. You understand these people lie professionally. And they didn't get it wrong in the run-up to the 2020 election. They got it right, okay, because the goal was never to get the story correct. The goal was to get Biden elected. Well, the good news is Biden got elected. Uh, The bad news for everybody is Biden got elected. That's all, You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, busy night tonight. We are going to have a little gut-filled action with Greg and, and Kat and Jamie Lithow and Michelle Tafoya. And if that's not enough, Jimmy Fallon comedy for you. Tickets are still on sale. We have not sold out at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. You can still get tickets for that Friday night, December the 9th, Saturday night, December the 10th. Tickets at BricktownComedy.com. Following weekend, I am in Fort Wayne, Indiana at the Summit City Comedy Club. Those tickets available at SummitCityComedy.com. The big laughs in this moment, though, coming from Corinne Jean-Pierre, who, if you remember, was the diversity hire brought in to replace Jen Psaki. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Well, I got to be honest with you. You'll never miss Saki more than you will when you watch a Corinne Jean-Pierre press conference. I admire your honesty. Here she is being asked about the obvious lie, which is that the president has previously stated 
he was never involved in his son's business. Listen to this non-answer. This is fascinating stuff. Clip 21. Can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son, uh, Hunter, or his brother's uh, foreign business dealings? So, look, I, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting, uh, you know, kind of on-brand uh, thinking here because, um, you know, congressional Republicans uh, ran uh, saying that they were going to fight inflation. Uh, they said they were going to make that a priority. They were very clear about that these past uh, several months. And Instead, what they're doing is they're focusing, uh, you know, they're focusing, they're making their type priority. They get the majority, and their type priority is actually not focusing on the American families, but focusing on the president's family. Do you speak any English? That was not English. Okay, what she said is, the question was, can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son Hunter or his brother's foreign business dealings? Her response, so look, um, you know, there's some a little bit of interesting, you know, kind of an unbrand thinking on brand thinking here because, you know, congressional Republicans ran saying they were going to fight inflation. They said they were going to make that a priority. They were clear about that these past several months. And instead, what they're doing is they're focusing, you know, they're focusing, they're making their top priority. They get the majority. Their top priority is actually not focusing on American families, but focusing on the president's family. Don't change the subject. Just answer the question. She did not answer the question. Can you address whether your husband, whether your president was involved? Her response was, well, Republicans said they're going to bring down inflation. And here they are investigating Joe Biden. Ah, you know, the Republicans, that was the. You got to do better than that. Dude, she didn't answer the question. Do you understand? Okay, and why didn't she answer the question? Because she can't tell the truth. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, the truth is, yes. Biden knew all about his son's business dealings. Biden flew to China with his son on Air Force Two. This is corroborated. Folks, if you give your kid the car, you'll want to know where he's going that night, even if he's going to lie to you. OK, hey, where are you going tonight? Uh, movies. You know, it could be going to some, you know, for all I know, heading heading to the parking lot with some hot chick. Hubba hubba. Fine. But at least give me the dignity of the story. The idea that Joe Biden wants you to believe him and his son flew all the way to China. And what are you doing in China? Never came up once in the conversation. Yo, that is clown stuff. And that's the real problem in the White House. Okay, so we got a bunch of people walking around that belong in size 16 shoes. But we'll keep holding them accountable right here on the big, bad, one and only Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. 
<laughs> what do you even do with that clip? Biden's lost his marbles. I don't know that he ever had them. It's Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe's coming up. Brian Brenberg's coming up. And uh, right now we're just having a little you and me time because we're following the developments in these Hunter Biden investigations. And essentially now that the Republicans took back the House and Democrats know that they're going to follow through on their promise to hold people accountable, one of the big ones is going to be Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. Fauci is addressing uh, Washington for the final time today uh, before retiring. But by all accounts, the members of this committee say he is not done in Washington just yet. A lot of them plan on calling him right back to the Hill to testify. He should be behind bars. Okay, that's your own opinion. We will get to those opinions later on, 888-788-9910. Right now, I am just getting some things off my chest. Can I do that? I've done a lot of traveling, a lot of TV. I've been all over the place. Your radio buddy just wants to talk for a second, and that's what we're going to do. Really quickly, this Hunter Biden laptop story, I am aware that inflation is probably the number one issue in most of the households listening to the show. I am aware that fuel prices represent a a massive adversity. The crime issue in the inner cities is out of control. I understand you personally probably do have bigger fish to fry, but the reason this story matters to Every single one of you is the Hunter Biden laptop story was a game changing pass interference call. Okay, at the time they buried this story, we have already seen the polling that tells us 15 percent of Biden voters would have changed their vote if they knew just how corrupt this family was. Okay, you're talking about 12 or 13 million votes in an election that was decided by less than 50,000 votes. Okay, it's a game-changing pass interference call that got buried by the media. This not only swung the outcome of the election, but it denied the American people, the employers in this case, the opportunity to vet the number one employee. Okay, Joe Biden is the president. And if Joe Biden is compromised, here's a newsflash. So are you. I don't know that he is. I know that he's governing like he is. And I think it's worth looking into. When you go to the lengths they did, The establishment people in D.C. who helped the intelligence community kill this story. Okay, when you kill a story this big, that turns out to be real. If we weren't killing speculation, we were killing a corroborated story acknowledged to be true by any reputable news outlet. Okay, acknowledged to be true. This is a true story. You understand? This means To some extent, they have engaged in compromising behavior. Again, I can't prove that, but knowing that it is at least agreed upon as true that Hunter was making this money, that Biden was lying about meeting these people, that they got together at Cafe Milano in D.C., that he had code names like Celtic and Big Guy, and that there was an extra set of office keys made for Joe and Jill. Okay, we know all of this to be true, which means he lied about being involved in the business. Okay, now there's no version of this where they're lying, you know, about being involved in the business, but they're not lying about whether or not they got money. Okay, if they're lying about one thing, here's a newsflash for you. They're lying about everything. You are correct, sir. And all of these media outlets that are coming around now, okay, really have Biden in a tough spot. Because as this investigation gets going to the physical stages of witnesses and, you know, hearings and throwing up all of this info data that corroborates what's been done, the media really will look to cut ties with Biden. I don't know that we're there yet. 
But you understand if this happens in the next six months, okay, we've got a 2024 election coming up. The media wants to be able to shill for whatever Democrat they need to shill for. Okay, they know Biden's not actually running again. They get rid of him in a second if it looks like he was compromised, at which point this is a very significant, very significant investigation because you really might watch a president have to resign. You know, understand for everything they told you about Trump. Okay, they didn't actually believe any of it. They didn't know any of it to be true. They sold you this idea that he was a Thanos, like a Marvel supervillain. But they didn't actually believe he was colluding with Russia at the time they were telling you that he was. Okay, they knew this. They knew it was all based on the Steele dossier. Why? And they had to lie themselves to get the FISA warrants on Trump Tower. So they knew they were lying to the public. In this instance, the people doing the investigations know they're telling the truth. They have actual evidence. So I've told you in the past, you know, Biden's not going to run in 2024 because he can't withstand the physical rigors of running in 2024. But he might have the decision taken right out of his hands the way this investigation is going, because news outlets like CBS are only corroborating the authenticity of this laptop because they want to put some distance between themselves and Joe Biden. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. They don't want to be snuggled up to this thing. If it goes sideways, no one's going to the mattresses for a president polling at 30 percent who appears to have been engaged in an influence peddling scheme overseas. Certainly not at a time when Americans are getting crushed at home, but we can't Venmo Ukraine fast enough. You know, Biden wants you to believe, oh, you know, the war in Ukraine is the root of all economic evil. Okay, great. So why aren't we doing more to end it? If that's the point, if that's really where to believe, okay, it's the war in Ukraine. It's Putin's price hike, which we know is not true. His own Fed chair, Jerome Powell, has testified under oath specifically to the question, is it Putin's price hike? Jerome Powell, Fed chair, replied, no. Come on, man. That's what he replied. And he admitted to what everyone knows to be true, which is that prices were going up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. Okay, yet Biden continues to try to pass the buck to Putin, continues to fire money into Ukraine, despite the fact that none of it is audited or accounted for. We're just sending $40 billion to a company that, oh, by the way, happened to be paying his own son millions of dollars and probably him as well, based on what we've seen in the emails, at least his brother, based on what we know from the emails. Okay, you've all seen the famous video of Biden as vice president over in Ukraine saying, well, we're going to withhold the aid until you fire the prosecutor. And uh, wouldn't you know it, five minutes later, I get a call saying the SOB has been fired. <laughs> I'm sure you've all seen the video. It's five years old. Okay, and again, I'm not telling you I have the physical proof he's compromised. I'm telling you they have a lot of proof that he might be. And they're going to dive all the way in at which point news organizations are going to want to look objective. They're going to want to distance themselves from the monster they created. Okay, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about Biden running in 2024. Another laughable answer. Here it is. Clip 22. But what I will say is just reiterate what the president said, basically what you just said, that he intends to run in 2024, that he plans to run in 2024. And like he said, just reiterating what uh, you just said to me, is that um, he's going to have a conversation with his family. I mean, dude, come on. Shut up! Will you shut up? He is not running in 2024. Joe Biden won't be running a 5K in 2024, let alone a presidential campaign. The pandemic really changed things for him because he was able in a compromised physical state to stay home for most of the campaign. He didn't have to be out there doing a million media events. And again, I know Biden has 
subsequently tried to become more active. People didn't really want to campaign with him during the midterms. But if you remember during his own 60 Minutes interview, he was asked by Scott Pelley about the fact that over 57 percent of Americans, 57 percent of Americans do not think he is mentally fit to hold office. We have a president that is clearly not all there. 57 percent of Americans feel that way. So what did Biden say that day? He said, well, watch me because the proof of the eating is in the pudding. That's what he said. (laughs) Watch me. I'm going to mangle this saying. And then what did he do two days later? He went out and said hello to dead people. Started talking to Jackie Walorski at a bill signing, although tragically she had died last summer. Okay, we watched him wander off stage on three separate occasions, go the wrong way, including once at a FEMA briefing where he walked out mid-event and just started parading through the audience. And they had to come drag him back onto stage. That doesn't, I don't take any joy in seeing this. I don't take any joy in saying this. My Uncle Sonny went through this. He's in a memory care unit. Got to know what planet he was on. Okay, and it was sad knowing it was my uncle Sonny. He's like the coolest guy I ever met. But the idea that the guy with the nuclear codes doesn't know what country he's in half the time. That can't be good. Hello, Colombia. You're in Cambodia, dude. Oh, no, no. All right. You know, just watch me. That's what he said. He said, watch me. And he has since shook hands with invisible people, talked to dead ones and taken so much time to get off stage. They're now paying the presidential band overtime for the extra renditions of hail to the chief. They have to play. This is not lost on Democrats. Okay, you see the polling out there that says the vast majority of Democrats don't want Biden to run again. But, of course, they'll support him if he's the nominee because people vote party over country, which I got to tell you. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It's the ultimate lesson is the Trump to Biden handoff. I know a lot of you hate Trump. A lot of people don't like Donald Trump and the Democratic Party. I completely get it. But when you look at the issues we have under Biden. okay, as a result of his governance, did we have eight point inflation under Trump? The answer would be no. Did we have gas prices $1.40 higher than when Trump took office? The answer would be no. With 2 million people crossing the border? The answer would be no. Was fentanyl the leading cause of adult death? The answer would be no. Supply chain shortage? The answer would be no. Really weird. 2 million COVID deaths? The answer would be no. And I bring that up because we have had more COVID deaths since Biden took office, inheriting not one but two vaccines than we did in the previous year with original recipe COVID at peak strength, no vaccines whatsoever. Twice as many people have died under Biden as have died under Trump. And understand, okay, this was in the first year of the Biden presidency. You can tell me now, of course, Jimmy, this presidency is uh, two years longer. No, no. If you just look apples to apples, first year with COVID under Trump, first year with COVID under Biden, more people died after the vaccine came out. I'm not even telling you it doesn't work. I'm just telling you if the whole point of electing him was because he was going to get COVID under control. He didn't get COVID under control. He let Washington spend us into oblivion, driving inflation through the roof, crippling small businesses by doing what? Paying people enhanced unemployment benefits that in some cases gave them more money to stay home than it did to go to work. So you got two or three months where people are like, I'm not getting a job. I just got paid for nothing. And guess what happens? People trying to staff small businesses can't. Then people trying to staff small businesses get a guy who actually wants to get off his ass and work like the good old days. But the guy isn't vaccinated, so now they can't hire him. I mean, you can't imagine how much of an enemy this administration has been to the working men and women. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But even big media Democrats, I'll give you a good example. Charles McBee. 
If you saw us out in Vegas, if you saw me at the Red Rocks Resort with two just outrageous shows, and if you guys saw those shows, that I mean, I can't wait to get back there. Those were amazing. The food was amazing. Everybody was wonderful. Like, I'm going to get emotional, but let's stay on message. Charles, who is my opening act on the road, you've heard him on this show a bunch, is the head writer for Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne has his own morning show here in New York called The Breakfast Club. It's a huge show, and he has a Comedy Central show uh, that airs on Thursday nights. And Charlemagne himself was speaking to our own Fox News Digital about 2024 and flat out said it's sad that Biden seems to be the Democrat's safest bet. Clip 23. It's sad that we're saying, you know, it's still a toss up between him, uh, President Biden. I I think that's more indicative of what, you know, Democrats aren't doing. And and for me, I just don't I don't I don't see the bench that the Democrats have. Like, I don't. I personally don't see the per- the person that they could put up in 2024 that could, like, really galvanize and, and energize people. I mean, the fact that Biden is still their safest bet, I, ugh, I think that's sad, too. I admire your honesty. Okay, really. I do admire his honesty because there's so much pressure on the left in those circles. Like, Biden's the guy. But no self-respecting person can watch this and go, no, oh, this guy's good. No, you should do it again for four more years. Dude, the guy's 80 right now. He'd be 82. You think about Democrats and all the time they spent saying a 76-year-old Ronald Reagan was asleep at the wheel. Okay, they're going to have a guy in office that would be 10 years older than Reagan at the end of his administration. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. And that's right now. Okay, here's more Charlemagne talking about the Biden and DeSantis. Here it is, clip 24. I think people are sleeping on Ron DeSantis. I think that, you know, Ron DeSantis is a, is a very, you know, formidable opponent. I, don't even, I can't even believe the conversations I'm hearing where people are saying, like, oh, I don't think he can win the national election. Why not? What, what would make him think that he can't win the national election? Sorry to tell y'all, man, I'm from the South. I'm, so, I'm from South Carolina. More of the country is more like Florida than, you know, we may want to um, <laughs> may want to believe. But majority of America is more you know, rural and, you know, full of conservative values like in a place like Florida than there is, um, you know, other places. I think when you live in New York or, you know, California, you might be fooled and think that's the world. But that's not the world. The world is more sovereign in, 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 in Midwest than anything. He's not wrong, man. He's not wrong. And he feels comfortable saying that because to his credit, Charlemagne has no filter. He says whatever the hell he wants whenever he wants to say it. But there's a real reckoning going in this country because the Democrats really don't have anybody but Biden, a guy who's in his late hundreds. And on the other side of the aisle, yeah, there's a little bit of a GOP civil war going on over the nomination. But Charlemagne's right when he says that people in this country, the vast majority of them, love the idea of a DeSantis or another Republican because they realize America was founded on Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, fired up. On a Tuesday, going to be on Gutfeld tonight with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. Right now, some you and me time. We're setting the table for a little Greg Stubbe action from the great state of Florida. We're also going to be talking to Brian Brenberg because I got to say something, man. Thanksgiving is here. 
And uh, the prices are 40% higher, 40% higher in key categories heading to the dinner table this Thursday. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. Man, a lot of people feel that way. Uh, But there's one thing you can always stock up on. If the prices are too out there at the grocery store, you can always rely on Kamala Harris to give you a little word salad. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) The only thing worse than the weird laugh is the weird redundancy. Here is Kamala explaining her latest Indo-Pacific trip, Clip 26. This is my third trip to the Indo-Pacific region as vice president and really um, signifies the significance of the relationship between the United States and our allies and partners in this region. Uh, The discussions that we had included, um, in large part, a discussion about the significance of the climate crisis and what we can do as the United States to be a leader in that regard. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. Just want to signify the significance of the relationship between our partners and our allies, partnered in the region of our allies, with the discussions we're having in large part about the discussion of the significance of the discussion. It's, you know. Do you speak in English? She doesn't. And again, I know some of you are trying to lose weight this holiday season. Look no further than Kamala Harris, your nonstop source for word salad, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up for this hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. A fellow who did not just give a farewell address in Washington, D.C. Dr. Fauci trying to take a victory lap at the podium. Get him out of here. Yeah, it's pretty much the reaction around the old intraweb. Uh, we're going to get into it in this hour. We're going to talk Fauci, and we've got to talk about the dereliction of duty down at our southern border. Florida Representative Greg Stubbe is going to stop by to get into that discussion. And we will, of course, get you up to speed on everything else going on in the country because this show is, you know, it's Fox Across America. We go around the country. We're going to update this heinous crime scene in Idaho that still does not have uh, a suspect identified in the case, very difficult. And, of course, the aftermath of this Colorado nightclub shooting uh, that has led some in the media, some in Washington, including Nancy Pelosi, to blame the whole thing on Republicans. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Two things you're not supposed to do if you're like a halfway decent person. Okay, one is politicize a tragedy, especially when you don't have any of the facts in. You know, people that are suffering, people that are grieving, Detectives that are looking for answers, crime scene operatives that are trying to maintain and preserve the integrity of the scene. The last thing they need is a political fight or to hear your political views or to hear your, you know, crackpot theories about why this political party is to blame, that party is to blame. You know, something just called basic humanity, just basic decency. Help these people go through something unimaginable. Help the communities, you know, feel like 
there's been some semblance of order restored and they can feel safe again. And, you know, if you want to get to chopping it up about politics after that, by all means, you got the First Amendment. It's America. Uh, You always have that freedom of speech. But the point is, just because you have it doesn't always mean you should use it. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay. when it comes to Fauci, another thing you should never do is politicize medicine. But that's really what happened is Fauci takes his farewell tour today. We're going to play a clip. Fauci just had a parting message for the United States of America. Now, I'm not in a rush to get to this clip because if it's anything like his previous statements, he might change his mind a few minutes later, you know? People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. Masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. But good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. I mean, dude. You are a sad, strange little man. And I might add, if we were going to be clear, you know, that situation right there. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. Fauci's problem was he was not a scientist. He was very much a political scientist. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. That flip-flop on masks, you understand, wasn't you know, something that happened in response to data or studies. It was something that was in done in response to essentially just a culture war. A lot of times Fauci took positions because the left staked out a position, you know, like this vaccine is garbage. We're not going to take vaccines. Are you crazy? Are you going to take it? I'm not going to take it. Let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. Think about that. Okay, they went from this vaccine sucks. They basically portrayed it like Trump was making it with Barron for the school science fair. Come on, Baron. we're not going to do the traditional baking soda volcano. Get upstairs. We'll do the vaccine instead. But the minute they got into office, they went from this is junk to we've got to mandate it. Well, to be clear, at first, they didn't want to mandate it. Another question from another student. Would you support a nationwide mandate of the COVID vaccine once it comes out? No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. You must have got manure for your brains. I mean, you understand. So we're not going to have a mandate. 
All right, we're going to have a mandate. To now his closing message, by the way, is make sure you get vaxxed and boosted. The problem there is neither one of them prevents you from getting or spreading COVID. Okay, Fauci himself has gotten COVID twice, despite the fact that he's vaxxed and boosted. Every time they give you this laughable, I just got COVID, but I want to thank gosh that I was vaxxed and boosted, or I'd be really sick with COVID. This is ridiculous. I mean, how do you know that? It didn't stop you from doing its job as a vaccine. Understand? Nobody ever makes an announcement of, you know, Jenny and I are expecting a baby. But thank God we used a condom. Or we'd be expecting dozens and dozens of babies. That's not how it works. Okay? And the problem we've all had with Fauci is he eventually became a political operative. Okay, we've all seen, remember the Rachel Maddow interview after Trump left office? I'm so happy to finally get to do your show. They didn't want me to come on this show. I'm such a big fan. Oh, really? That's not a guy giving public health initiatives with a certain political persuasion in, in, in mind. I mean, understand, that's what Fauci's legacy will be. He was a political operative. He wasn't a scientist. He was a political scientist. He's our highest paid public servant. Okay, he did, as you know, have scientists ostracized from the community for suggesting this originated in a Wuhan lab, something he now claims he wasn't really doing. He was just encouraging accurate disc. Would you shut up? Okay, never mind. Never mind that we were funding the research that led to actual COVID-19, at which point he did what? He tried to cover Fauci, excuse me, tried to cover China's ass, And not ours. He should be behind bars. Okay. And what did he ultimately do? And, you know, Trump has to take some credit for this. He talked Trump into shutting down his economy. Okay. That, you know, ultimately is one of the key contributors to why Trump didn't get reelected is the fact that they decimated what up until then had been the greatest economy we had ever seen in our lifetime in this country. Okay. The actual economic indicators in this country were so good that even in a post-pandemic world when things began to reopen, Trump got the stock market, got the job market, on a percentage basis anyway, to a better place than we have it at right now, two years later. Okay, yes, the stock market has bounced back a little bit, but Joe Biden at its low point had shaved $7.6 trillion off of people's retirement savings. Biden sucks. Really think about that. Okay, but Fauci did talk him into decimating that economy. He started the slow rolling of lockdowns. And yes, when Trump pushed to reopen schools in the fall of 2020, the American Academy of Pediatrics supported Trump and said, yes, kids are safer in a classroom than they are at home. And they made that deduction. Why? Because they understood for a lot of poor kids, their one nourishing meal of the day is eaten at school. For kids, heaven forbid, that happen to be in a domestic uh, abuse situation, they're a lot easier to diagnose in school, in person, than they are when they want of 30 thumbnails on a teacher's laptop screen. There's also the social issues. There's also the depression and anxiety issues and the fact that incidents of suicide and self-harm spiked by over 300 percent in teenagers during the lockdowns. And Dr. Anthony Fauci was the guy who bragged about locking people down until he wasn't. If you remember, I was doing a conference a month ago. We played the clip on the sound when he said we knew there were going to be some there was going to be some collateral damage. 
when we implemented these draconian measures. We knew it was going to happen. And then there was blowback from that. And what did he say a month later? Well, I never shut down anything. You know, I was just the guy in charge of making the recommendations suggesting that we shut everything down. I mean, truly, the other guy actually shut it down. I mean, but the point is, okay, Fauci has changed positions, okay, more than a Kardashian on the first date, okay? The guy's been all over the place. And the bottom line is, okay, he lost the public trust because he became a political figure. He was aligning with democratic causes. He was abandoning previously held principles. Again, Fauci said no mandate. But in a post-Afghan world where the Afghanistan collapse took Biden from above water to below water in the polls, and they realized we had demoralized the entirety of the country because it was the biggest foreign policy embarrassment in the history of the country, at least in our modern lifetime, this was a disaster. Dude, we fought a 20-year war in Afghanistan to make sure it was not a breeding ground for terror groups. We left Afghanistan 20 years later with a terror group in charge of the government sitting on $85 billion worth of our weapons. Do you understand? It was a catastrophic failure. So what did they do in the fall of 2020 as they thought, excuse me, 2021? As COVID cases were anticipated to decline, they went back on their original promise of no mandate and implemented a mandate because it gave them a culture war. It gave their left-wing demoralized base a shot in the arm of moral superiority. Hey, we're better than these people. We're going to go get vaxxed. Forget all of these, you know, dumb Trump or right-wing people that don't want to get the vax. Do you realize that if you're not vaccinated, you're going to kill my grandma? And it was all garbage. Understand, if you think the vaccine works, you don't have to worry about whether or not the guy next to you has it. That's true. That is true. If your grandma thinks the vaccine works, doesn't have to worry about whether or not you or me have it. That's true. That is true. Okay, but this was never about the science. Fauci got them to exclude natural immunity from an exemption for the actual vaccine, even though natural immunity is considered stronger inoculation than the vaccine itself, he did not, did not give him, uh, employees an exemption, and people got fired from their jobs. People lost their livelihood. I'm talking about the nurses who were in the operating, the emergency rooms on the front lines of this pandemic when we knew nothing about it. A lot of them got COVID, fought through it, and were fired anyway. Talking about cops, talking about firemen, frontline responders, our armed forces decimated by a vaccine mandate for a product that doesn't do anything to stop the vaccine. Okay, the only thing it does is help Pfizer executives buy more ski homes in Tahoe and in Aspen. Okay, they have made a bajillion dollars, just a bajillion dollars off of this vaccine. But the whole thing was sold to you on the lie that vaccinated people didn't get COVID. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets... Does it stop with every vaccinated person? You're an idiot! Does not stop. Okay, and understand, that's the lie they continue to tell us now. Here is Fauci on the way out the door saying getting vaxxed and boosted. First of all, everybody should be vaccinated and boosted with flu 
and with COVID, mm -hmm. and vaccinated and unboosted versus vaccinated plus boosted. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get boosted, but the real danger is in the people who have not been vaccinated. So that's where we expect if we're going to see a problem this winter. I mean, listen, what is he doing? One more time for the road, trying to make a couple more bucks for the Pfizer executives. And understand this. When Fauci testified on Capitol Hill and was directly questioned by Rand Paul over whether or not he or anybody else on the panel were profiting from any of these recommendations, owned stock in the companies they were advising you to get vaccinated from, he said, I don't have to tell you that under the law. He should be behind bars. Really think about that, because if he's making money off recommending this medicine, it's really unethical. And you'd think he'd want to clear his name. But he didn't want to clear his name. He wanted to give Rand Paul the middle finger so he could get a soundbite on all the left-wing news networks. Well, he got his soundbite all right, and now he gets a kick in the ass from the American people because he's probably going to get hauled back up to Congress to testify. But good riddance until then. When I find myself in times of COVID, Dr. Fauci's on TV, sparking mass confusion, CDC. And in two years of the lockdowns, he has screwed us over royally. All the rules keep changing, CDC, CDC, CDC. CDC and Fauci, no clue what they're doing, CDC. And when the vaccinated people masking up in stores agree, none of this is science, CDC. For though they may be boosted, there is still a chance they'll infect me. What's the point of mandates, CDC? CDC, 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 CDC. Please get Dr. Fauci off TV. CDC, 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 and Fauci. Fire all these morons, CDC. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. <gasps> oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Got to play a couple of quick clips from The View, folks. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Here is Whoopi Goldberg uh, announcing that she just got boosted and got COVID. Put 27. I tell you, you know you can get boosted within an inch of your life, and then the next thing you know, you got COVID again. <laughs> Good God. But I don't have it now, and that's why I'm back at the table. <laughs> I will tell you, you know, we, we've been used to people saying, well, it wasn't that bad. This was a rough one. Yeah, this was, was a rough one. It still one. felt rough. Huh? Yeah, it, it was, it wasn't feeling rough. It was it rough. It was rough. It was rough. You know, you get up and you think, oh, I'm going to go. No, I'm not. 
whoa, uh, doesn't sound like the vaccine is stopping anyone from getting COVID, Fauci. Doesn't sound like the booster is stopping anyone from getting COVID. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? We're getting scammed, and you'd think Whoopi would know. She knows a lot about doctors. Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General. His wife. Yeah, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would do. never do it, but she, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was I a doctor like, in PhD. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I could know. be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a teacher. I think she, I she's, she's a teacher, but. Surrounded by idiots. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest. He is a superstar congressman, representative in Congress from the 17th Congressional District of Florida. He is a member of the House Judiciary Committee, the House Foreign Affairs Committee member. And according to Representative Wesley Hunt from Texas, he is now the second best dressed man in Congress. I'll take it up with him. Representative Greg Stubbe is here. Stubbe. Hey, how you doing? So here's the deal. Byron Donalds came on the show. He got to react to this first. But Wesley Hunt out of Texas told us on the campaign trail he would dethrone you as the best-dressed man in Congress. Now, to your defense, rushed Byron Donalds, who said that Wesley Hunt actually dresses like he's doing private security for Greg Stubbe. Can you co-sign that? (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, That's a great quote. Yeah, I think – so I thought about this, and I think what we need to do is – Next week, uh, we're up there after Thanksgiving. Take a picture of him and I, and then let your listeners decide. Whoa, like a who wore it better? You see, yeah. th- this is a thing, man. I-, I don't know that it matters to you as much as it does to Hunt. Like, he actually forgot to hit on issues when he came on the show. I was like, dude, you should probably mention inflation or crime or something. And he was just like, Ralph Lauren, man. He li- it means a lot to him. So go easy on him. Don't wear, like, your A-list stuff if you're going to do that. No pocket. Yeah, no pocket squares, Stu. You got to help a dude out. Um, let's talk about this because I, we were, you know, Kevin McCarthy is taking leadership down to the border, which we all applaud because I think this is an issue you and I have been talking about exhaustively for it feels like forever. And there doesn't really seem to be any interest, you know, certainly not in the post midterm word either from the Democratic Party. Is there is there like a thing? Is there something that we know in Washington that could get them to react to this border or they just want it out of everybody's minds? No, they're absolutely – I mean, it, it, it took us taking the House back. It'll take us getting the gavels in jail. provide oversight. the thing we need to do as it relates to closing our border. Uh, the Biden administration wants all of these bills to come in. And then uh, Schumer just said the other day they want to just legalize the 11 million, which has got to be like 5 million more than that now. I bet it's yeah. 20 million illegals that are presently in our country mm-hmm. and give them all citizenship and a pathway to citizenship. That is their ultimate goal. So they're not going to change uh, what's going on on the border. But now that we have subpoena power and oversight power and oh, by the way, I mean, Judiciary Committee members have been going to the border now for the entire two years that Joe Biden has been in office. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's led trips down there. Biggs has led trips down there because he's got a border district. Mm-hmm. So we we know firsthand um, very well what's been going on there. And that is going to be the first people that we bring in 
to the committee to provide oversight is uh, the crisis at our southern border. Well, that would be rad because I got to tell you, you know, the morale amongst the agents is in the toilet. They've had a spike in, sadly, in suicides. They had this whole, you know, gaslighting issue where the administration was attacking uh, border agents on horseback and claiming they were whipping migrants, which we, you know, proved not to be true. And it's really fascinating to me because it's not obviously a southern border problem. It's a 50-state border problem because of what comes across that border. But it's almost as if they've they've almost gotten away with one. I mean, they haven't gotten away with one in terms of the quality of the life of the people are dying from fentanyl and everything in between. But that accountability, I think, is something that would be appreciated. And this is where I think people have kind of downplayed the significance of the midterms because you guys taking back the House is what's ultimately giving you the power to go do this stuff. Yeah, the power not only the oversight ability to subpoena Mayorkas and subpoena all these immigration officials and ask very tough questions with you know, 14 whistleblowers from the DOJ, all these different things we have the ability to do, but we can put purse strings. So through our appropriations process, we can put riders on the Department of Homeland Security budget and say, no, all this fund shall be used to allow illegal immigrants to come into our country. Mm-hmm. They a appropriations law from Congress, it's a felony. Yeah. So there's so many things that the mere fact that we want the House, it gives us the power not just of oversight, but to control and, and accomplish policy objectives simply through the process. Yeah, I mean, and that's a home run. You know, the whole thing is whether we're talking about the border or, you know, we had a little bit of a Hunter Biden chit chat in the first hour of the show today. You know, there seems to be a lot of people now, you know, especially in the media that are trying to separate themselves from positions they previously took. You know, the big Hunter Biden one, of course, was that it was Russian disinformation and the American people should have no interest in this story. But from where you sit, does it seem like uh, maybe we should have a little interest and maybe we will? Yeah, absolutely. And there are so many different committees that have jurisdiction over the crimes that have been committed by Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Looking at it from the IRS tax perspective, mm-hmm. Foreign Affairs is going to create an oversight subcommittee specifically to investigate his dealings in Ukraine and China and how that has affected the current situation. And if Joe Biden, uh, pretty sure we have the facts and evidence of this. Mm-hmm. Steve financial benefit from these transactions. There are so many different committees. But uh, we'll be very busy doing that in the first year. Let's hope so. Greg Stubbe on the line from the 17th Congressional District of Congress. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are going to be pretty busy. So we got to get this fashion war out of the way. Uh, Talk to Hunt last week, and we'll work this out on the radio the next time we talk. Okay, brother? Okay, sounds good. Be well. You have a great day. There he goes. Representative Greg Stubbe from the great state of Florida. His phone service is a little choppy. And I would have felt bad keeping him 10 minutes and you not being able to understand uh, what was being said. Uh, Although, to sum it up really quickly, the Republicans taking back the House, okay, is a game changer as it pertains to accountability. They can go in and internally scrutinize this border policy. What orders were given? What corners were cut? What efforts were made to fight Title 42? What efforts were made, as we know, to fight the Remain in Mexico policy all the way to the Supreme Court? I mean, the Biden administration at every turn, at every turn, has put the American people second to whatever policy they were trying to implement when it came to the border, which is really fascinating stuff, man. Okay, they have just abandoned. It's the front door of the House, folks. It's the front door of the house, border's front door of your house. 
You lock your front door at, ha- at night. It's not because you're a racist. It's because you, you know, you believe in safety. You want to know who's coming in. You want to know who's going out. I have accountability for migrants trying to get into this country. But the reason Democrats are losing so much support with Latino voters is because a lot of them came to this country legally. And they don't like the emphasis being placed on illegal immigration. They don't like the acceptance of it. They don't like the open arms policy when it comes to illegal immigration because it's straining our resources. It's overwhelming our border agents and our border towns. And it's quickly turning America into the type of country a lot of these voters left behind. That's the big problem. So if they're going in on the border or even something like Hunter Biden's a good example, okay, the Hunter Biden story really matters. Like it really matters because this was a guy selling influence all over the world in places where we are currently making economic. And you talk about life altering policies here in this country. okay? when it comes to all these green energy initiatives, that's just a gift to China. China is not pledging to cut pollution in any way, shape, or form, yet we're going to ask China to manufacture the solar powers with, oh, by the way, get made by slave Uyghur, you know, Uyghur slave labor. I got to say this. uh, If I'm going to make fun of Biden all the time, I got to get the words out of my mouth. Do you speak any English? You know what I'm saying? Uyghur slave labor over there in the Hubei province in China. And the problem is we're selling out our own economy. In helping China with a lot of these green energy initiatives, the biggest polluter in the world by a margin of five. Okay, we killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline. Catastrophic consequences for 10,000 American workers. Okay, we cut domestic energy production. We declared war on the fossil fuel industry. That's the driving force behind all of these fuel increases at the pump. Okay, we're in a spot here as a country where we've suffered a lot of self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Okay, and they're self-inflicted gunshot wounds. That in a lot of instances have bettered other countries where Hunter Biden happened to be making a lot of money. Where here's a newsflash. According to his business partners, Joe Biden was also making a lot of money. Okay, I don't know that he's going to jail. I don't know that he's compromised. But the point is we do deserve to know this. And we were denied the right to know this by the media and the big tech oligarchs who censored this story in the run-up to the election. The media is a bunch of losers. Big time. Okay, but the bottom line is you've now got a situation where the Republicans took back control of the House, which is why you are seeing outlets like CBS admit that, oh, yeah, the Hunter Biden laptop's real. Let me ask you, folks, for real. Between October of 2020, when the director of national intelligence at the time, John Radcliffe, corroborated this laptop is real, the director of national intelligence. This wasn't like some Starbucks barista or, you know, my sister's cousin's dog walker is friends with Frank Stallone. No, no. This is like a real big time person. He's the director of national intelligence. Okay, he's the highest authority on the matter of Hunter Biden's laptop. And he said it was true. In October of 2020, did anyone even factor that into their decisions to ban the story? The answer would be no. No, because they weren't interested in getting it right. They were interested in getting it off the news pages, which is why they killed it. But now the Republicans are in control of the House. They have the power to go in and investigate, and it's exactly what they're going to do. And I'm just telling you now because I care. They're in a real bad place in the Democratic Party. 
because everything they hid, everything they swept under the rug, that rug just got torn back off and everybody can see everything. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to talk some Thanksgiving economics in the next hour. Brian Bremberger is coming by. He is, of course, an econ professor at King's College right here in New York City. He is also a very handsome Fox News contributor. Uh, He will be joining us in studio to talk about the rising cost of Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Of course, you don't have to worry about any of this if you bet the football like I do and win course if it goes the other way you got some real problems <laughs> you've got a real problem on your hands we'll we'll handicap thanksgiving football tomorrow right now uh we're talking about other people's behavioral issues specifically uh the president's son hunter biden finding himself in the crosshairs of a gop investigation james comey who is the head of the house oversight committee the man that will be leading that investigation was on the show yesterday and said you damn well better believe we're going in and we're going in with evidence This isn't one of those Democratic investigations where we're like, yeah, you know, some guy who washed windows at Trump Tower says he saw a Russian guy on the 53rd floor. So, you know, I guess we'll just wiretap everybody and get on CNN and say everybody's going to jail. The walls are closing in. This is the end of the administration. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Man, oh boy, oh man. Uh, But Reese, I don't know that Reese is buying it either. He's out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. Reese, Reese, did I lose you? There went Reese. We love Reese. Reese, Reese, kind of guy. He listens on KROE out in Sheridan. That even if I'm not doing calls at the moment because I have like sound or something to get to, I'll put Reese on because he'll give me some Wyoming wisdom. You know, open spaces are your friend. You have time to drive places. You have time to think. You're not in the middle of road raging with some hobbit or some time traveler. So I always like the wisdom, you know, like our open road truckers that call in and I chat to and put on and everything. You know, you're always getting a real take because the guys had time to think about it. You know, if you put somebody on that rides mass transit here in the city, it's just impulsive. They're just all on the verge of snapping all the time. So you're just getting a quick take, you know. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You know, but a guy like Reese will give you, you know, he'll give you a wisdom reason to take on the off chance that he actually is on the phone there. But the reason I wasn't doing calls is because I just really quick, and we'll try to get into them in the next hour, is a couple more of these Hunter things, which I find to be so fascinating. Here is Nia Malika Henderson. She's over on CNN, okay, and she's reacting to all of this talk of, you know, we're going to go and we're going to investigate Hunter Biden. Here it is, clip four. Crime family must be investigated as a matter of national security. Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Joe Biden is the big guy. If you are not online and pretty steeped in this stuff, that tweet, does that make any sense to you? I mean, I'm sort of steeped in it. I I don't know that it makes any sense to me. I think this is going to be a hard sell for Republicans to uh, portray Biden in the way that they like to portray Hillary Clinton, in the way that they like to uh, portray Pelosi in some ways as well. Americans just don't really believe that he is this person, right? They generally believe he's sort of a decent, hardworking guy. They might disagree with his politics. But listen, this is going to be an attempt to really make a dent in him uh, going into 2024. 
CNN is the worst. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's nothing to do with 2024. He's not running in 2024. The guy's a mess. Okay, it has everything to do with 2020, 2022, 2023, not so much from an electoral standpoint, but from the fact that this story, the American people were denied access to a story that is a, it's a legitimate story. Do you understand when she says they're not going to be able to use this to convince the American people that Joe Biden is this bad guy? Actually, they are. If CBS and all the other news outlets are finally admitting it, it's real. That means Joe Biden is that bad guy. That means we would be having a factual discussion. Here it is again. This was the CBS confirmation. It's clip 18. We commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Just the sheer volume of what we're dealing with, it would be difficult, uh, if not impossible, to fabricate. Think about that, okay? It's real, which means when you read an email... That says, oh, yeah, you know, keep Joe's name out of it. You can call him Celtic. You can call him the big guy. Just don't call him Joe himself. They're really paranoid about that stuff. That's a real email. Like, that went on. Do you understand? So it's worth knowing. It's worth looking into. And I I promise you, it will ultimately change perceptions of Joe Biden, as it has for anybody who's ever followed this family. Okay, they have gotten rich selling access to our government. Yes, they have. So has Jim Biden. So has Hunter Biden. Again, nobody was sitting around in the boardroom of a Ukrainian power company going, you know, we need to boost profits. We need a junkie that was thrown out of the Chateau Marmont for doing too many drugs. We get him on the board. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, that's not why Hunter Biden got on the board at Burisma. He got on the board because they were trying to negotiate a power deal with a government where Hunter Biden's dad happened to be the sitting vice president. This is the, by definition, a quid pro quo hiring. It meets every standard of corruption. And this is not new. I don't, I'm not like breaking news on the show. If you followed New York Post on this, if you followed Miranda Devine, she's probably been on our show 20 times, she'd be the first one to tell you the Biden family's activities have been the subject of over 150 SARs. Those are suspicious activity reports. They're flagged by the Treasury Department when they see certain banking activity and they go, whoa, that doesn't look like legitimate business. 150 times this family has been flagged. Again, I'm not guaranteeing you they're going to go to jail. I know they find ways out of this and, you know, The DOJ has looked out for them, and they've killed this story before. They'll do everything they can to kill this story again. But the point is, if you got a president who's compromised, we're all compromised. So this isn't me trying to get you mad on a Tuesday. I don't want you to get mad. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving in the next hour. It's going to be fun and loopy. But the point is, if you got a president who is selling out our interest overseas to countries where his son was getting rich along the way, I feel like it's worth asking a couple of questions from the people in charge of Congress. Are you the big man, Joe? We're going to find out. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Getting ready for a wild one. In this hour, Brian Brenberg's coming by. He's an econ professor at the King's College, a handsome, hunky Fox News contributor, and someone who is going to break down the Thanksgiving inflation that is gripping our nation as we are now just two days away 
from releasing the hounds on some of the wildest eating you'll ever see. Sheesh. They're sounding the bugle. Uh, that can only mean one thing. Uh, it is time for some you and me talk at 888-788-9910. You know the rules on this show every hour of the day. Every day of the week, every week of the year, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat. We don't care. All we ask is that you don't be a That's all. It's fair. I think it's reasonable. But here we go. Let me read you this. According to the Department of Labor, the Labor Department's Consumer Price Index, food prices rose almost 11% over the 12 months ending in October. So in the last 12 months... Your food prices have gone up 11%. Groceries, 12.4% more expensive from the same time a year ago. Thanks to a combination of setbacks for farmers and food processors, some of our Thanksgiving staples, okay, are way up. Poultry is up 15% annually in October. Pre-made baked goods, we're talking about mixes, frozen desserts, 15% more expensive than they were a year ago. Senior Vice President for the National Turkey Federation, the NTF, which I don't think if he said NTF, anybody would know what it stood for. You know what I mean? They might know the FCC or the CIA or OPP. I don't know if they'd know the NTF. You're down with NTF. It doesn't have the same ring. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyway, the Senior Vice President for the NTF, National Turkey Federation, Beth Breeding, says that food prices across the supermarket are up and Turkey is also affected by that. Uh, Due to a sharp increase in corn and soybean prices, breeding says it has become more expensive to feed and raise turkeys this year. And according to U.S. Department of Agriculture data, the average grocery store price of a fresh turkey hen last week was $2.23 a pound, up from $1.83 the same time a year ago. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. Okay, so inflation's hitting everywhere you turn, but for Thanksgiving dinner, which is something I know a lot of you look forward to, it's going to be a little more pricey. I mean, when I say we're used to it, I don't mean we're used to, you know, we're comfortable with it. I don't mean we are, uh, we're at peace with this, but we are very much used to the indifference. And what happened today was that indifference. Rather than trying to address the problem of inflation, what did we get? We've got the FDA. This is something we talked about today when I was out on Outnumbered. Uh, well, excuse me, the USDA, the Department of Agriculture. Um, the Department of Agriculture and the USA Today wrote an article saying it was Vladimir Putin's Thanksgiving price increase. Not even close! But the claim was, well, you know, Putin invaded Ukraine and... Eight million turkeys got the flu, so there's less turkeys, so we got to pay some more money. And- You're not telling me the truth. Okay, inflation is made in Washington. It's the only place they can print and spend money. It all starts in Washington, kiddos. And what they started in Washington has made its way to your kitchen table. And now we have a real problem on our hands as it pertains not just to Thanksgiving, but to everything in our lives. But they've really shown this. It's like a wild indifference, man. It's how I don't think I could ever make it in politics because you got to really not care. Like when you go to our meet and greets, it's one of the things you'll notice is like I'm actually listening to you. Like when you talk to me, I'm not like some guy from TV who's just like, yeah, get your little picture. Get out of here. I'm fascinated. I want to know you. I have a very a genuine intellectual curiosity when it comes to other humans. It goes back to the time I spent driving a cab driver. You know, I think of you on individual levels as individual lives seeking individual prosperity and want the best for you. 
So when we meet at these events, I'll sit there and talk to everybody. These two-hour meet and greets take five hours. That's I'm blaming you guys for the weight gain, by the way, because the meet and greets do go three hours too long because I'm too nice and I don't ever walk away. But then I just eat twice as much. By the time I get to the restaurant after one of these meet and greets, it's a real bad situation. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But the point is, as someone who cares about you, I can't show an indifference to real suffering. Like when you get on TV and you're like, oh, well, it's uh, Putin's price hike there. You know, so happy Thanksgiving. What is that? Does that help anybody actually go out who's struggling and pay for the meal? The answer would be no. I mean, seriously, you're trying to get gas into your car. Wow, Putin, does that help you get gas in it? The answer would be no. No, the things that would actually help aren't being done. And the problem with the midterms, man, and you got to know this. Everyone, everyone, all the Republicans, all of the Democrats, their internal polling had the Democrats losing everything known to man. The reason these closer than expected results are such a spiritual kick in the nuts for so many people in the Republican Party is because they know the Democrats aren't going to change their policies. Okay, there are a lot of people, a lot of people who genuinely care. You know, most of Washington, I consider a uniparty. They don't really care. They make money off lobbyists. They got all kinds of special interest, insider stock trades and stuff like that. They retire from Congress and then go make a bazillion dollars lobbying Congress as an ex-member. There's a lot of people doing it. But for the folks who actually care, who are rooting for a specific outcome in the midterms, if only because if the Democrats lost on an overwhelming basis, they would be forced to change course the far left wing of the party would have to, you know, admit, all right, well, we lost the Senate, we lost the House, maybe we should tack a little bit towards the center instead of all this radical green energy ridiculousness. But they didn't do that because it was a much closer race than they expected. So in that regard, they do feel kind of, you know, validated. And it's scary, but it's the reason Thanksgiving prices are up the way they are and you're hearing about Vladimir Putin. Now understand, Joe Biden's own Fed chair, Jerome Powell, testified on Capitol Hill that it is not Putin's price hike and that prices had been going up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. And he said that flat out said, hey, man, it is not Putin's price hike. Come on, man. But that's what he said. And understand in this moment when you're seeing these articles, well, the Putin and the birds and the flus, what they're really saying is screw you. You're on your own. We're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. And that's the part that I think is so frustrating is that you look at these prices, you look at this effort to skirt accountability on these prices, and you get the feeling there's something going on in the White House at all hours of the day, but it doesn't involve your well-being. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. It's crazy, but it's really what's going on right now. And, you know, as, as you point it towards Thanksgiving, it's a lot of people, man that are in a real bad spot, you know, and there's not, it's tough. It's it's like, it's so weird because when they respond to this, like I'll give you one right here. Kareem Jean-Pierre is talking about gas. Gas is $1.40 higher today than when Biden took office. Okay. So the actual headline is, hey, you guys drove up the gas prices. But the framing of this is, well, uh, gas prices are down since they hit their high last spring. Technically true, but that doesn't mean people are saving money because they were paying a dollar forty more than they were originally paying when you got into office. You're still costing them more money. This is not a net savings. 
You know, you can tell me you lowered my home heating bill by burning my house to the ground, but that's not actually a good thing for me. Now I'm just dealing with some additional crisis. But here is KJP asked about the economy getting crushed for Thanksgiving, going on the road, and says, well, gas is better. Here it is, clip 25. Also, we have a bit of good news for families hitting the road this week for Thanksgiving. Gas prices are now at their lowest since early March, with the national average at $3.66. So she says the... It's cheaper than last week and $1.35 cheaper uh, per gallon since June. And it's saving American families with two cars about 140 bucks per month. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? I mean, really think about that. You're not saving money. Okay, if you have two cars and the price of gas is $1.40 higher a gallon, okay, just two things I want to give you. Okay, that means every time you put $20 in your, 20 gallons in your car, okay, you're paying about, oh, I don't know, an extra $28 per tank. So every time you fill up two cars under the Biden administration, you're spending 56 more dollars per fill than you were when he got into office. And by the way, when Corrine Jean-Pierre said the national average for a gallon of gas is $3? (laughs) U.S. gas prices as of today, oh, excuse me. Yes, as of today. Regular average, while the current national average of $3.76 is a far cry from the 2022 peak of 4.99 a gallon. It's still much higher than the average cost of gas uh, since 2018, which was 2.89 a gallon. This means you'll pay at the pump in 2022 is about 80, oh, 87 more expensive than it was in tw- oh, over the five-year average. But yes, to the point, on the day he got into office, a dollar forty lower. Did you hear me? A dollar forty. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing and they don't really care what they're doing to you and i bring this up really quick because i want you to understand the whole point of my show if you listen to it on a daily basis like we're trying to use this incredible media platform for good like i am a halfway decent person wrong halfway decent i didn't say perfect i didn't say great believe me did a lot of living a lot of living in my 20s and 30s i met a good woman had a kid and had to pull my life together but i was a lot of fun to hang out with like i mean really <laughs> that was a good time i know you guys like hanging out with me now uh but you should have seen me with a couple of vices and don't judge me to quote the great abraham lincoln he is without vice is often without virtue so you know it's good to do some hard living from time to time but the point is okay these people Okay, when I was given a radio show by Fox News, which is amazing, it's mind blowing to a guy who was driving a taxi and doing stand up. I always had this ambition. I wanted to be here doing what I'm doing right now, which makes it so amazing. But it's still mind blowing to know you pulled it off and you're here and you're doing it. You got millions of people listening to you. I have always said again and again and again, the whole point of this show is to use it as a, a platform for good, is to, is to influence the political conversation in a way that makes people be a little more reasonable. That's why I always say the whole, you know, be a Republican, be a Democrat, don't be a boop, that whole thing, okay, is I want people to get back to recognizing the politicians in Washington work for you. They work for you. They work for me. Whether you're Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or Independent, we are the employers. We hire them. We send them to Washington. We send them to Washington to do what? Help us with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay? Life has gotten really expensive. 
A lot of liberties were taken away, whether it was the bodily autonomy of a vaccine or whether or not you wanted to put on a mask, whatever. Okay, in terms of the pursuit of happiness, the government has not been your friend because it is exponentially more expensive to put gas in your car than it was when they took office. It's exponentially more expensive to put food on the table than it was when they took office. The crime rate's worse. Okay, the border's wide open. People are dying of fentanyl. When it comes to the deal you make with the federal government, when we shook hands on a deal, which was, hey, all right, you know, we're going to put you guys into power this time around. Give us a break here. Help us out with the economy and the crime and everything in between. They have not kept up their end of the bargain. Nobody can look themselves in the face and say they're better off now than they were two years ago. And you need to keep that in mind when 2024 rolls around. And I'm not trying to be the activist show, circle election day, this is it. But I am trying to remind everybody listening who might not agree with my politics that I'm not your enemy. We have to reframe this discussion. So you don't like my way of doing things or, you know, I might not agree with one of your positions. Doesn't mean we're not teammates. Doesn't change the fact, okay, that we are. We're teammates. That's the bottom line. We work in, we, we live and work in a country where the people hold the power. But the one thing the people aren't doing is holding the folks we put in power accountable. And I'm telling you, it has to change because your Thanksgiving dinner is about $40 higher. And the only reaction in Washington is to blame Vladimir Putin. I'm telling you, folks, as your fellow employer, as we screen these candidates, it's unacceptable. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring, and my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane Spend sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen Hunter's crimes but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men Oh man, seems like just yesterday James Taylor was on the White House lawn They were having a party to celebrate a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act. That was embarrassing. Was it ever? Why? Because the bill itself, according to the Congressional Budget Office, will increase inflation in the short term, do nothing to offset it in the long term. But there they were taking a victory lap on what we all knew to be a climate change bill. The minute the Inflation Reduction Act passed, what did they go out and say? Oh, it's the biggest climate change bill ever. Nobody cares about climate change. They really don't. Okay. And if they did, We wouldn't have passed a climate bill called the Inflation Reduction Act. We would have passed a climate bill called Climate Bill. Why? Because people would support it. Bingo. Think about it. If I had a bill, straight up, if I had a bill 
called Free Beer and Strippers. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is, if I had a bill called Free Beer and Strippers, I would not have to title it anything else to get it to pass. All of those dirtbags in Congress would vote for it under the current name. They'd go, oh, yeah, well, I like who doesn't like Free Beer and Strippers. American people would support that bill. Okay, but the reason they come through with these other names, like it's the American Rescue Plan. What did the American Rescue Plan do? It sold out our economic interests to China. It labeled things as critical infrastructure that aren't traditional infrastructure. We, were, we passed an infrastructure bill that isn't laying out money for bridges, roads, and tunnels. It's re- laying out money for community college and gender studies in Kuwait and wild stuff that has nothing to do with infrastructure. They're very good at titling things. That's why they always like to point out, oh, you know, every Republican voted against the Inflation Reduction Act. How dare they? Don't they want to stop inflation? But that's why people hate traditional politicians. It's the gimmick. There is a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act. The bill does exactly what caused inflation, which is printing and spending more money. Okay, now we're talking about giving climate reparations to poor countries? Hey, sorry you've had some bad weather. Here's a few billion bucks from the American people. Like, when you really think about that, you know, you sit around and you think of the challenges facing the country and, you know, whether it were the economic struggles or crime struggles or the border struggles or how many people have fought for this country that are homeless and living on streets. But here we are. Yeah, yeah, let's send you a couple of billion bucks for the weather. It's the biggest grift known to man. But every time we send out another check to a nation in the name of climate change, they get you to pay back the bill. Please give us money. That's all it ever is. We're going to freeze to death. Please give us money. All right, turns out that we're melting. Please give us money. All right, we're not melting. The climate's changing. Please give us money. And a lot of people on the left do. Pay up, suckers. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. I'll tell you, if you were watching the Fox News Christmas lighting, Christmas tree lighting yesterday, it was our first of the year. We like to, you know, every, <laughs> everything. Last year, we technically had three lightings. <laughs> Two by Fox, one by a random passerby in the neighborhood who lit our Christmas tree on fire. If you remember, it was a little bit of a news story. Uh, well, yesterday at uh, the kickoff at season one of the Christmas tree lighting, uh, you might have noticed a small child who uh, not only made it past security, but made it into all of the camera shots on the five when they were writing the lighting the tree. I'm talking about Timmy Brenberg, but we couldn't get Timmy on the phone. His agent drives a hard bargain. <laughs> so Timmy's dad, Brian Brenberg, joining us now in studio. So Timmy's got some good... Uh, he gets by. It's great because, you know, I invite him on to the show, Fox Business Tonight. I want to do a family thing, Tim. We're going to be out there for the light and get you on camera. And all he's thinking is, you know what, tapes at the same time, the five. I'm, <laughs> they got I'm bigger going on the, on the five. So as soon as he can, he's out of there on the five. I'm looking, I'm like looking at my wife and two daughters. There's Timmy right next to Jesse Waters, patting <laughs> Judge Janine's dog, you know, <laughs> s- smiling for the camera, getting a candy cane, because he knows where the ratings are here. Tim, did Timmy get a ride home in Geraldo's Bentley? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, my dad doesn't have a Bentley. Can I get a ride downtown? The guy's just a camera hog, man. I don't, I, and I created that monster. There's nobody to blame but me. You did. Does Timmy? Did Timmy get hair and makeup before the hit? You know, he's one of these guys who just knows he doesn't need hair yeah, and makeup, no, right? You know, when you're nine, maybe looker, you get yeah. away with it with the glasses thing. Yeah, yeah. But 
just give him time. No, Timmy, he is. He's HD pretty. Like I tell people all the time, <laughs> if you're watching me in standard definition, the makeup girls will get you by. But the minute you go HD, you know what I mean? That's, uh, you know, I didn't sign up for this. Well, the key is he's always got a ring of you know, hot chocolate around his lips. So when, you, <laughs> when you got that going, you really don't need any other makeup. That's a good look, uh, especially when you consider the uh, it's Times Square. And there are people on much worse things like hot chocolate. All right, I'll sign for that. There are some things going on in Times Square. It's fascinating. But let's stay on message because the other vice is food, Brenberg. I have been prepping my audience for the fact that this Thanksgiving is a little pricier than last Thanksgiving, which is obviously a little pricier than the previous Thanksgiving. But is anyone doing anything about it? I don't feel like they are. They're just paying up. Or I heard people are getting chicken now instead of turkey, like that's the deal or something. What do you mean? Krista, you know, Krista comes to me the other day, very serious voice, and she says, we got to cut back this year, Brian. I'm out shopping. You know, the green bean, when the green bean casserole is too expensive. And you got to cut back. I mean, you know things are getting tough because that's you know that's yeah. like a hundred year standby yeah. dish on uh-huh. Thanksgiving. But you, so you got the Thanksgiving prices through the roof, and then you got the rumors of a railroad strike. Imagine. And it really does feel like what you know what decade of the twentieth century are we in right now? <laughs> I thought it was the seventies. It's starting to feel like the fifties now. It's really going backwards. Brian Bremberg is in studio, and what's funny about the railroad strike? We covered this on Outnumbered today. Is if you remember. He had a victory celebration about that, too. They had a moment in the Rose Garden where he brought in people from the yeah. rail unions. Oh, no. No, this was his big victory we in got September. Look, we got, we got somebody at the helm here. He's going to take care of the railroad industry. <laughs> what is he? He gives them a deal that, you know, half the people in the railroad union don't want. Yep. Four unions reject it. So now here we are in late November talking about a dis- early December strike, maybe. Can you imagine? And I, w- I was reading it would cost the economy $2 billion a day. But specifically the way it really screws everybody, because it's worse than that is a lot of the fuel is hauled on the train. like 300,000 barrels of crude. So now you're talking about fuel prices going up. You know, it would have been nice shortages. if we had that Keystone pipeline. That, oh, Brenberg. That, that might, you know, that might have helped a Can little bit. Of, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. This is the problem, man. It's like the conversation we're having is a factual conversation. The Keystone pipeline would help. It would employ 10,000 people. Having it around is a good thing. Yeah. Okay, we didn't actually improve the environment by getting rid of it. This is the part that I want everyone listening to comprehend. If, like, you're on the fence and you're just listening to the show because you're like, well, you know, the host, it sounds like he's getting paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. <laughs> and that's because it's true. But the point is the vibe is, is, is what it is for a very specific purpose. We're trying to lower the thermostat politically and have rational conversations with people. Okay, the reason I make this point, brace yourselves, is because the people on the green energy side of this thing don't know anything about energy. It has to be said. And when we burn fuel cleaner here, by curbing production and bringing it in from other countries that burn it filthier, we're causing more pollution. Killing the Keystone Energy Pipeline increased pollution in the name of lessening pollution, did it not? It's it's the same problem with the EVs. You know, yeah. you talk about how many miles do you have to drive an EV to make it green? It's more miles than most of the urban dwellers are going to drive in a lifetime Ever. on that car. Yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't have EVs. I'm not sh- saying we shouldn't let the market develop. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to force fit it on people, you're actually making the world dirtier Think with these that. so-called clean energies. Think about that. We're being forced uh, into an Uber with a blind driver. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, no, this person's not qualified. I don't understand. I don't get what's but going don't on worry. here. He's got a. He, he's got the uh, you know the roadmap and the a dash, GPS, so he's going to be fine. There's a thing you know where it's it's all fine. It's unbelievable. Brian Brenberg is in the studio, economics professor at the King's College, Fox News contributor, hosting Fox News tonight. Tonight, 
You know what that means, by the way? It's great news What's for that? you. It means you're going to dodge a bullet because I'm on a special assignment <laughs> within the building. Everybody who listens, these my audience is like the highest security clearance in the world. I tell them everything. Of course. Whether they're supposed to or not. Well, we're filming something here internally at Fox. It's a complete the lyric, like a Christmas caroling thing where you go up to somebody, stick a microphone in their face, and you're like, jingle bells, and they got to jump in. And, but this version of it is because it's big showbiz. It's Fox, right, yeah. you know. So they have me armed with a real choir of Yuletide carols. Uh-huh, so okay. I just kick over open like Bill Hemmer's door and they start singing we wish you a merry christmas <laughs> and then he either has to go in and complete the lyric or I have a one shot derringer and I can shoot him in the <laughs> knee I'm kidding but it's a, it's a, it's a hack He'll just make a Bengals reference or something and think he can get out of it that way B- Boomer Esiason right. is not one of the three wise men I don't know what you think's going on here Hammer but we're filming it. You'll see it out around the holidays. Uh, you're not going to stop by the studio on that one? I might just do it. You want to know what I would, would do? If you were on the air, it would be a funny walk in to crash like a, a harmless segment. <laughs> uh, I would never do that to you. But we had a woman here who retired recently from our cleaning staff who, you know, we're on the radio floor of Fox News Building. Sure. She would vacuum at any hour of the day. <laughs> With like, I I had two occasions when I was recording something in the studio, and the door swung open, and a woman came in vacuuming, and didn't even acknowledge that I was on the air or care. Don't worry, hon, it'll just be a second. Uh, you <laughs> got some just, crumbs in here. She was a legend. She was. I'm so sad that she's gone, because there's one thing. This is the truth. I'm building to a point here. People get to a certain age where like they have something they've decided they're going to do, and they're just doing it. This is what I do. You're not talking to them. You're we're not going to do it. You know, we're not going to do a Trump break. But the reason he launched his campaign last Tuesday is because he had decided before the midterms he was going to. Right. And the fact that the midterms were a little different than he thought, it didn't matter. He's 77, 78. He decided next Tuesday was a campaign day. You got campaign day. Life gets too unpredictable. You just have to make some choices. And go. come hell or high water, <laughs> I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to run for president. <laughs> I don't care what your deal is. You got to do it sometimes. Which brings me to Joe Biden. Uh, so we're hearing all of this talk about, you know, he's going to get involved with the railroad strike. I don't, that's not true. Um, really worked last time, apparently. (laughs) Yo, I can't emphasize this enough. They celebrated a victory. They did the icky shuffle on the five yard line. And now it was like a Leon Lett where he got stripped of the ball and they lost possession. (laughs) This is embarrassing. They thought this was a touchdown. They didn't they lost the ball. They you know what? They didn't they didn't even think it was a touchdown. They just wanted everybody else to think it was a touchdown yeah. cuz they just they had to have some economic win. Well, that's the thing. So Biden is going to Biden. Okay, he's been known to lie throughout his time in politics. You know, he's been forced out of previous presidential campaigns for lying and plagiarizing and everything in between. But the problem with a traditional status quo politician is it looks ridiculous in the age of social media in a way that it didn't 10 years ago because we didn't immediately fact check things. You know, we didn't have that juxtaposition of, well, you said this three days ago. (laughs) And that's the problem with Biden is he's campaigning in 2022 like it's 1982. And he doesn't realize he can refute all of this stuff. Yeah. Isn't it fascinating to watch? Well, it is, but what's what's more fascinating is the unwillingness to adapt to that. Yeah. So it's it's not like, oh, gee, the world's changed. Ah, I don't really care. I'm just nope. going to keep going this direction. No. As long as I stay out of public, as long as I don't have to get on the stage and take any questions from reporters, I mean, no that's way. why we have the basement phenomenon, because yeah. everybody knows the minute I go out and expose myself to questions, I'm toast. So what do I do? Think about I just that. don't go out there. Yeah. No, he just doesn't go. Have you? Have, it's so weird. 
You know well, what I'm it's saying? just you know what it's like the guys who talk about saving democracy all the time. The one thing they don't seem to care about is debate, which is basically the center of democracy, along with people making decisions on the, the basis of that. Debate. The only thing they're debating now is how do we harvest the ballots quickest? Do we yeah. go to the old folks' home first? Do right. we go down to the local college? What machinery is going to work better? Not right. not what ideas are better. Just what machinery gets ballots in boxes? It's a crazy place to be. But we're talking to Brian Brenberg anyway. Uh, he's the host of Fox Business tonight. Uh, his Vikings, I got to be honest, didn't have the best weekend. It's so what a yin and a yang. You get the incredible win in Buffalo. Yeah, wildest NFL game we've all seen in a hundred years. And then next week you're nationally televised against the it, Dallas the, Cowboys. You know, here's what I'll say. I, mean, I, I hate to put any hope in the Vikings, but it's the kind of loss that you want midseason. Okay, that wake up call. You know, because you're getting a little high on your horse there, and you just get creamed and then you realize okay we got to show up every week i i want that loss mid-season you think that was like the mo that was the moment they realize yeah it could serve a purpose i feel like if 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 they if they use it right what they realize is we got to show up week in week out now if they treat it like the vikings have in the past they'll just keep moving on and probably a huge downward slide from here but I, I like the midseason like shellacking. I think that's a good thing for a team. Well, this is one thing, if you, especially to people who follow the NFL. You do not want to be the best team in the league in week 10. No. They don't win the Super Bowl. No. You got to get hot late and go from there. We got an extra week now. You know what I'm saying? Do yeah. They got to play yeah. that 17th game or whatever the heck it is now. So, uh, you know, it's this, this loss is certainly not the end of the How world. How do these guys hang on for 17 weeks of that? That's what I don't understand. Uh, I know, because there are so many injuries now. Like, they shortened the preseason, but, you know, starters weren't playing in the back end of those preseason games anyway. No. Um, but that, that extra game, to me, I do think is a big deal. Because, you know, when you think of the playoffs, when you get to the divisional round of the playoffs, the injury list is like a mile long. Right. And now we've got an extra game. So, I don't know. Like if you're it, sell- It's like, base, you know, the season in baseball so long these guys can't play 162 games no. so you just know at some point i'm dropping out for you yeah, know two and, weeks on the ir yeah no one ever talks about even like the beer guys what kind of stamina are we talking about <laughs> to hold those bud lights for 81 home games up and down you know when you get those like 10 game the home forgotten stands? man of course yeah, the forgotten these are the people man. i care about these are my people no, yeah they make the game work you wouldn't go there if they weren't doing their thank job. you i mean i remember like my my first forays into yankee stadium in the 80s which as you know was a little dicier they oh, yeah. yankee, the yankees got so successful folks around the country they kind of priced the character out of the stadium what that means is you know you used to be able to be three rows off the dugout with a guy who had you know a pair of daisy dukes on no shirt you know what i mean he had two beers and a helmet he was wearing through a straw in his head <laughs> And was just, you know, dropping F-bombs and cursing people out. But it was an experience. You went there. I think I've told you this. The first time I saw Bo Jackson play, he had just oh. announced he had just announced that he was going to play NFL football. It was going to be his hobby. Do you yeah. remember that was a yeah. controversial oh, yeah. quote? Oh, yeah. And uh, I had a drunken left field just yelling, they're going to break your legs. Bo, they're going to break your legs, Bo, for eight innings. They're going to break your legs. Every time he got into eighth, finally by the bottom of the eighth, I was like, Mom, would you sit down? No, I'm kidding. No. But it was (laughs) some random guy. They're going to break your legs, Bo. But now that guy would never be in those seats because they got so successful. They've priced all the characters into the upper deck. And that's the part I miss. There's nobody wearing Magnum P.I. shorts in the third row anymore. No, you know, time was you'd get a pair of Magnum (laughs) P.I. You'd have a good time. Now you get actual Tom Selleck (laughs) doing a reverse mortgage commercial. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see the game. And it's not good. It's no way to live, Brenberg.
I'll tell you how you have to live, folks. You go to the Fox Business Network. Uh, it's Timmy Brenberg's second favorite 5 p.m. Right. show. <laughs> Five o'clock tonight. Brenberg hosting Fox Business tonight. You better be there. We'll uh, make it happen. Good stuff, buddy. All right, man. Back after this. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready for a wild one on the telly tonight. Myself and our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, getting the band back together on Gutfeld. Highest rated late night show in the country. Cat Timp is going to be there. Michelle Tafoya in the house. Jamie Lissau as well. Uh, always fun to get on the panel with that crew going to be a good one uh and if you want to see me do stand up in person i will be in oklahoma city friday night december the 9th saturday night december the 10th tickets for that at bricktowncomedy.com and of course friday night december the 16th saturday night december the 17th i will be in fort wayne indiana at the summit city comedy club uh the 17th my birthday i might bring jenny to that one we might hang out you know have a little family thing going on so it could be rowdy if you're in the hood feel free to come hang with your radio buddy but today is also significant because it is the day Early voting begins down in the great state of Georgia. Remember that whole, you know, voter suppression, cried Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams is full of As it turns out, she was, because for all of the talk about Jim Crow on steroids, they broke the two million vote barrier when it came to the early votes in Georgia. Okay, well, now early voting has begun yet again in this runoff between Warnock and Herschel Walker and uh, Al Sharpton. As big of a gaslighting dirtbag as there's ever been when it comes to politics and race and everything in between, weighed in on Herschel Walker and basically said he's being used by the white man. Here it is, clip six. Every time I see Herschel Walker, I bow my head in prayer because I just don't want him to be used in a way that is embarrassing. He was a good football player. He is not equipped to be a U.S. senator, and anyone that puts him there has no respect or regard for the people of their state. You're the lowest form of life on earth. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. Why, you little maggot, you make me want to vomit. Okay, understand this. Okay, this is from a guy whose party just sent John Fetterman to Washington, D.C., John Fetterman, again, I wish him no ill will. I hope the guy gets better, but he's in really bad shape. He can't talk. He can't comprehend speech. It needs to be typed out. He's not going to be able to debate on the floor. He's not going to be able to pass and sponsor legislation. With When you talk about being qualified, they made a mockery of qualification in advancing the candidacy of John Fetterman, and they won because enough people vote party over country. When it comes to Herschel Walker, you can say whatever you want about Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is not a dumb guy. Herschel Walker just doesn't come up a lot in conversation, but he and his wife actually run one of the biggest um, you know, chicken distribution companies in America. It never gets brought up on the stump. We always you know, yell and scream, oh, you played football, oh, you support Trump. And that's what they attack him on because they're so threatened by the idea of a black conservative. 
being successful and leaning towards policies that don't favor so much government in our lives and so much government dependency, but the actual freedom of thought, the individual pursuit of happiness the country was founded on. Herschel Walker is smart and overqualified, if for no other reason than because he has the good sense to like this country. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. I mean, that's the ultimate litmus test. If you say, oh, no, America sucks, it's oppressive, systemic racism, voter suppression, you're the idiot. You know, if you say America's great, anybody can do anything, we got this, you, my friend, are a genius, no matter what it says on your tech scores. And that's why you are my pal. But either way, the show's over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.